Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Space. Reality. It's more than a linear path. I mean, it's all over the dang place. Looks like a bunch of darn spaghetti noodles after they've been cooked and dropped on the floor. Heck, you can call it a pasta dish of endless possibilities where a single choice can branch out and add more noodles to your plate. More noodles than one person can possibly eat. Creating different worlds. And not like that show with Lisa Bonet and Dwayne Wayne. I'm talking about alternate realities and stuff here, people. Who am I? Well, I guess you could call me the Watcher. Though I'm not the Watcher you're used to, obviously. I mean, he's a bit more dramatic. When he speaks, it carries a bit more gravitas than when I do. But I'm one of these Watchers from another reality. One of these endless possibilities I was just speaking on just, just a bit earlier. But, you know, frankly... I'm not a big fan of the title Watcher, actually, when it comes down to it. I mean, it all sounds a bit creepy to me. Makes me feel like I'm some kind of looky-loo or peeping Tom or something. So, frankly, I'd appreciate it if you didn't call me the Watcher, because it just makes me uncomfortable, because it makes me out to be something that I'm not. Sure, I watch. That's what I do. Where our jobs, you know, are to observe our realities that we have been assigned to and well you know they really haven't told us what to do after we watch i mean we just stand up there and we watch and nobody's writing it down i don't got a flipping laptop with me or anything like that so i don't really understand why we're watching because we ain't telling nobody about it well except for occasions like this when we talk about these endless possibilities and in, in, in the pasta dish of time and all that but anyway i just i don't like to be called the watcher frankly between you and me because we's now friends you can call me larry larry the watcher that's who i am and i'm here folks because i want you to follow me follow me friends as we ponder the question what if Today on episode number 205 of Just Another Fanboy. Hello and welcome to another episode of Just Another Fanboy. I'm your host, my name is Steven, and today I want to talk about What If, the new animated MCU series over on Disney+. But I didn't really feel like talking about it all on my own. So I asked Harold Jennett to join me, and join me he did. But we recorded that yesterday. He's not here with me right now, folks, so settle down. But we're going to plug that in here in just a bit. But first, I just wanted to talk about a couple things real quick, if if y'all are okay with that. First of all, let's talk about that intro. It was a bit silly, wasn't it? I'm a big fan of the silly, to be honest with you. And 
if you found yourself enjoying that in any way, those are the kind of shenanigans I get up to over on Steven or Else. And yeah, I know I haven't put an episode up over there in over a year, but frankly, life got me a bit down there for a bit, folks, and I just didn't feel all that creative. But I do have a brand new episode. It's in the can. I'm going to be releasing it soon, and I'm working on another new episode as we speak. So yeah, get on over there, stephenorelse.com, and catch up on all 14 episodes of season one before season two drops, which hopefully will be in the next week or so. I also wanted to announce that the book of the month for September, which is our first time doing a book of the month thing, it's been chosen and it's Paper Girls Volume 1 by Brian K. Vaughn. Now, I'm going to be recording this episode on September 12th, and hopefully I will be recording it with some lucky patrons. So basically what I'm trying to say here is that you have until then to read the book and send me your thoughts over at feedback at justanotherfanboy.com, and that way I can share them with everybody on the show. But until then, how about we just do an hour and a half or so of me talking with Harold Jennett about episodes one through three of What If on Disney+. Plus. Sound good to you? Buckle in. Here we go. So we're going to talk about What If, the show on Disney+, Plus, episodes one through three. Are you excited about that? I, I, yeah, I've been so excited about that show because I'm, I was a big a big what if fan from the old gosh is it from the 80s it's gotta be earlier than the 80s when the comics first came out it began in the 70s i watched a, yeah. a video um there's a guy that does a youtube channel called owen likes comics and he does some pretty cool um like knowledge knowledge videos he he gives you a lot of information about stuff and it's and, it, and i really enjoy it but uh he did he did an episode on the what if comics and they 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 were in the 70s. They started in the 70s. Roy Thomas started them. Yep. And it's like they basically, the idea came about because it's like, I want to play with some of these Marvel characters, but there's certain things I'm not allowed to do. You know, yep. I can't kill off Mary Jane or I can't, you know, there's certain things they're just not allowed to do. But what if? <laughs> and so I apparently he went and he took the idea to Stanley and Stanley liked it and they just ran with it and they all these creators could do whatever they wanted with these characters, tell whatever kind of stories they wanted. There was there was, you know, as well, as long as it met the comics code authority. Yeah. <laughs> what if I, what if Spider-Man became a guy who made movies that were not good for the youth to see? I didn't want to say the actual pole dancer. Word. Yes. What if Spider-Man was a pole dancer? Yeah. <laughs> Kept sticking to the pole. Yeah, that's, it didn't work out. <laughs> Short story. <laughs> it lasted for 30 minutes. It's one page of him stuck to the pole and people going, boo, you suck. There was actually a really funny issue of what if that was, um, it was the humor issue. And that probably would have fit right in. It was like one page, um, one or two page jokes. Just the whole issue. It was hilarious. Yeah. Uh, it was what if number 34. I remember, I don't. I don't know that I own a lot of what if issues. It's funny because I know that you're a big fan of the series, the comic book series. You, you have uh, given me a lot of different issues that are some of your favorites and some of them I recognize and some of them I don't. It's like, if I ran across one 
on the rack and I thought that the premise looked kind of cool and the cover was neat. I may pick, I may have picked it up, but I, it wasn't one that I followed month to month. Well, I did it. it I got them after they'd been out for years. I just discovered them in the comic back in the back bins. And one, I loved the idea. And two, they just, you didn't have to read them in order. You just pick one that looked cool yeah. and read again to read three parts of it to get the whole story. Yep. So done in one, you didn't have to worry about continuity or at the very least, you may have had to have known like, what if, like, what if Ben, Uncle Ben hadn't died? So you kind of had to know, well, I guess Uncle Ben died (laughs) in the comic books. That was the one big thing you had to know. But that was one thing. I don't know if they, it seems like they they cleaned it up later on, but I feel like the first three issues so far, I've been reading. um, See, I never read all of them. So it's been nice to have the collections digitally, but like I've been reading, uh, sometimes they spent like four pages retelling the bat, like the origin again, like yeah. the fantastic four, what if they had different powers? And they just went on and on showing their origin again. I'm like, I think everybody yeah. knows this. And later on they started doing it in like a page or two. Well, maybe, maybe back in the seventies, of course, back then. And I know when Jim shooter came along, his big edict was every issue is somebody's first issue. So regardless of what you're, what comic you're doing, Every yeah. issue is somebody's first issue. And so you've got to put something there at the beginning or you've got to drop stuff throughout the book so that people understand and have context on what's going on. Now, the stuff you're reading right now probably is way before Jim Shooter because he didn't come in until the 80s. But well, they, they did. They did. From what I've seen so far, they're, they're getting it better. They're like they're starting yeah. to do it in like two pages rather than like ha- you feel like half the book. I want to get to new stuff where they die at the end, almost every issue. Some of the issues that I can remember are, uh, or at least some of the titles there was, well, what if uncle Ben hadn't died? I, one popped up during that video. I watched what if the Marvel bullpen had become the fantastic four. That's the next one I'm about to read. Yeah. Man. I feel like it's going to be weird. That looks crazy. Um, well, what if Spider-Man had joined the Fantastic Four? Wasn't that like the first one or the second yep. one? That's the first one. Yeah. There was a... Uh, I know that later on, because they, they ended it at one point, and then they brought it back for a little bit, and then they ended it again, and then they've been kind of doing one-shots and whatnot, but I know there was a, what if Spider-Man became the Punisher? Uh, uh, yeah. What if yeah. What if Wolverine had killed the Hulk? That was one of the early ones, right? Yeah. The se- yeah, the second series was in like the 80s or 90s. It was actually really, I thought it was really good. Yeah. And then they, yeah, you're right. They started doing them as just one shots or just like four or five at a time. Um, I think Donnie Cates wrote the most recent one. It's not even called What If. It's just like a, a, the title. Yeah, I've, just- I read the first issue of it. It's it's interesting. Okay. It's like a What If tale, but it's a, it's a miniseries. Okay. Yeah, so instead of just being a one-shot comic, you know, what if basically it's what if Spider-Man didn't give up the symbiote? Mm-hmm. What if he kept they were good. They were Then there's the the famous what if Spider-Man lost the pinky toe on his left foot. Have you read that one yet? Yeah. Yeah. That was weird. The whole universe ended. Yeah. It's like, that. ah, my pinky toe. And then just the whole world went to crap, man. It was crazy. Yep. It's amazing how important that pinky toe was. Was. So the show, the TV show, um, animated cartoon is that uh is that's a double that's that's redundant right animated cartoon the animated shoe anything but that's okay i'm 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 very uh i i'm okay with pointing out my own idiotic mistakes um so we're going to talk about each episode 
as individuals. But real quick, just give me your 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 thoughts on the series so far as a whole of the just I, those three. I love it. Yeah, it might be my favorite Marvel show. Really, Disney. It might be. I'm not saying I didn't like the other ones. I like yeah. WandaVision. I like uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. I didn't Loki. I wasn't a huge fan of. Um, I like the first episode of Loki, but this one's just really good. I don't know. It just I feel like the writing, like it's maybe it's because part of it's the fact that it's animated. They can do anything they want, but it really is yeah. really well written. And yeah, I'm really surprised how good the animation is. I was really surprised about how good the animation was. I'm this. I was when I would see the trailer and whatnot. My first thought, I, I wasn't digging the animation too much. It didn't. It wasn't doing anything for me because it seemed like it was almost too. To to me, it was like, okay, so basically you're making a cartoon out of instead of trying to make a live action show out of a comic book, you were trying to make a cartoon out of a live action show. And it's like when they make a comic book out of a live action show that doesn't always work for me. They try to make it look like the actors and it ends up looking really wooden and stilted. And it kind of just what's the point? Because the, the, there's a reason why you do a comic book. It's so it doesn't look like live action. And yeah. so I was really worried about this animation style because the the trailer made it look like that's kind of the route they were going. But after watching it, I'm I really I'm really enjoying the animation. It's that's really it's very it's top notch. Yes, top notch. So. We got three episodes out so far. That's what we're talking about. Let's take them one at a time. I'm going to just go through the uh, the basic uh, synopsis on, from the Wikipedia, and then we'll just talk about each episode. So we'll start with episode one. What if Captain Carter? What if Captain Carter were the first Avenger? During World War II, Steve Rogers is chosen to become the world's first super soldier, but is wounded by a Hydra spy before he can receive the super soldier serum. SSR agent Peggy Carter kills a spy and volunteers to receive the serum herself. She's successfully enhanced, but banned from combat by SSR leader John Flynn. After she takes the Tesseract from Hydra with a vibranium shield created by inventor Howard Stark, Flynn reluctantly promotes her to the combat role of Captain Carter. Stark uses the Tesseract to create a weaponized armored suit for Rogers to pilot as the Hydra Stomper. Carter and Rogers fight many battles until he goes missing while attacking a Hydra train. Carter and her allies finds Rogers when they infiltrate a Hydra base and see Red Skull using the Tesseract to open a portal and summon an interdimensional creature, which kills him. Carter enters the closing portal to force the creature back. Almost 70 years later, the Tesseract opens another portal, which Carter emerges from meeting Nick Fury and Clint Barton. What'd you think about this one? I liked it. I think it might be my favorite of the three. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. I, I really, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was, I thought it was funny. I thought it was, um, I liked the action. I liked, uh, I really liked, I liked what they did with Steve Rogers. Yeah. I liked that they, they put him into his own suit. Uh, and, uh, I, I just, it was just kind of neat scene. And I feel like they didn't cheat. Like I consider, I don't know. I think that you cheat with what if if you make if you keep change if you change all sorts of things that that happen differently. I feel like with what if I'm a purist, you can only have one thing that was different. Everything yeah. else needs to stay the same. Like I just read um the uh, what if Jane Foster became Thor, 
And towards the end, they like added another thing that was different about that universe too. And I'm like, no, you can't, I, I just feel like you can't do that. And I feel like with this one, everything else was the same except for her being Steve Rod or getting the, the shield and the super shoulder serum instead. Yeah. Yeah. And of course there, there are changes that are stem from that one change. Yeah. It's not like they, they say, all right, well, because she became captain Carter, then now the silver surfer is the leader of shield. You know, I didn't do something yeah. like that, but I, like- I agree with you. This was probably my favorite episode of the three as well. And the one thing that kept popping up for me, especially when I rewatched it yesterday, some of the battle scenes, especially the scene when they were fighting the freaking uh, fighter pilots, when they were fighting the air force, that was just amazing. And I thought, why couldn't the movie be as cool as this? Because I don't know. It it felt more world war two than the movie did to me. It felt more uh, authentically world war two than the movie. Mm-hmm. which is weird. And t- uh, Steve, uh, Steve Rogers, his armor was awesome. I love that they built that little thing on the back of it that she can jump on and, and fly around with them. That was super cool. Hero six. That's what he did with Baymax. Yes. That, thank you. I was wondering why that was familiar. <laughs> I didn't, I was trying to figure, I was trying to remember it and it just hit me now, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I was wondering. That's right. That's exactly what they did in B- big hero six. Yeah. But, Great. Of course, with it being only a half hour long, some of the stuff I I was was a bit rushed, you know, as far as all right, she's she's got the super soldier serum and no, you're not going to you're you're a woman, you're not going to do any fighting and then within like 30 seconds, okay, she's fighting, she's Captain Carter. Here's a shield, here's a costume. You know, he just shows up at this bar. Here you go. I've already this stuff's already made. I just I just made it for you. Here you go. And then she goes out there and fights. But it was the fighting sequences were awesome. I think that's what really brought the animation uh, around to me is is some of those action sequences were just done really well. And they were really good about, you know, I remember when Pixar became a thing. And the one of the one of the things that they that they struggled with at first was, okay, we can do computer animation, but it's not unlike, you know, you have your 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 cell animation where they can i can't remember what they called it where where they can stretch their faces in in silly ways and 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 whatnot that they couldn't quite do with computer animation to so it didn't feel like real silly cartoon animation and then they finally figured it out and now they're of course they're pixar but they do that a few times in these episodes and i i i I think that's what i appreciated the most about this animation is that it that's what keeps it from becoming stilted and robotic and stale and Mm -hmm. not like okay well if you're just going to do a realistic animated show based on a live action property then just make it a live action show you know that that's the way i look at it but it was really good the uh the the weird freaking tentacle dude that was coming out of the portal apparently that's somebody from the comics and i can't remember the name of that creature but so that was a wasted know. thing for me to say. <laughs> it was basically Cthulhu. It was basically Cthulhu, but there was a uh, a bunch of videos that I watched that named that creature, and I, I, I it's something from the '60s or '70s that is oh, a wait. creature that stalks the multiverse and the timelines yeah. and all that junk. But I think and it's it a big. Been, I think there was a game called Marvel versus Capcom, and I think it was one of the 
baddies you could actually play that had tentacles I, I could be made something different i don't know i'm gonna i'm gonna look it up okay that's always good podcasting yeah <laughs> i mean i can edit can be, let's see stuff out first yeah exactly let me see if i can find it first if i can type I just the thing is too my my daughter was leaving for college soon but like I really wanted her to see that episode because she always really likes seeing like strong like good female superheroes and I just knew she was gonna like it because I think they did a really good job with her like she was very likable and and cool and I don't know I just I I thought it was a it was just a really good example for like a cool superhero like I want to see more of her Peggy Carter I want to see. I want to see like a part two, like what is it, what are the Avengers like after, after she comes back? Yes. And it was really, I really enjoyed when she, she took up that sword, which gave me yes. a real Captain Britain vibe. Yes. I wish she just called herself Captain Britain. Right. Yeah. But you know, in, in essence for the sake of the movie that it's based on and whatnot, she's fighting for the Americans, even though she had a big union Jack on her chest. Uh, Shuma Goroth. I just beat you. Just found it. <laughs> just beat you. <clears throat> Shuma Garoth was one of the great old ones, also named Many Angled Ones. Uh, ruler of hundreds of dimensions, Shuma Garoth came to the Earth realm millions of years ago along with the old, other older ones. Blah, 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 blah. So I know that there are people out there probably listening to this going, oh, yeah, Shuma Garoth, you didn't know that? Oh, but you were like a nerd. 10 minutes ago, and they're hitting their... They're punching their, they're punching something. They're like, dang, I just broke my phone because I punched it so hard in yeah. anger. Look up Shuma Garath and Marvel versus Capcom, or no, just put look up Shuma Garath and video game, and you can that, then you can see it, the, and that's how I knew about it because you could play play it in a video game in a fighting game. Do do do. I'm going to images here. It's like a big eyeball with tentacles. Yep, it's creepy, and so of course. Uh, you know, I watch a lot of these videos that talk about theories and whatnot. And there, and and with this first episode, a bunch of them were saying maybe this will be a reoccurring thing throughout the series, and and it'll be a big bad that they fight at some point in the movies. And uh, so far, that has not panned out because Shuma Garoth has not shown up in the other two episodes so far. Um, I really liked Howard Stark in this episode. Yeah, he was, he was just really quick and fast and in your face. He was yeah. really funny. He was uh, he was really funny. I really enjoyed him. And of course, um, Bucky. We're not going to get a winner. We this world doesn't have a Winter Soldier because yeah, Bucky doesn't die it. on the train. She saves yeah. him. That was neat. Um, yeah, I agree. Though I, I I would like to see a uh, a second part to this. I want to see Captain Carter in the in the modern world with the Avengers and Wait see if they so still call her. What? If there's no if there's no Winter Soldier, then it means that Howard Stark doesn't die. That's true. That's why we need a that's why we need a second. And we might they're they're talking about doing more seasons of this show. Good. So uh, we may get more with this character because I know that the edict with this season was you cannot introduce or put any characters in this show that have not been in any of the Marvel movies. Okay. So we're not going to see, you know, as far as main characters, because obviously Shuma Garath wasn't in any of the Marvel movies. Yeah. But uh, as far as main characters go, yeah. So, all right. Anything else you want to you want to mention about this this first episode? Uh, I I don't know. I, I like 
I think pretty much what you said, I really like the fight scenes, especially like you said that the aircraft thing. Um, I, I liked when they were playing, I forgot what song it was, but it was an old song during, from that, from that time period. And they yeah. were just doing the montage of her fighting. Uh, yeah, it was just, it was just really good. Like I felt, I just, it was, it was just high production. Like not even just like how good the animation was. It was just well-written, well-acted. They yeah. found a really good voice actor for, for us, for, uh, Steve Rogers. Cause that Steve, was not, yeah. that was not, uh, what's his face? Yeah. Uh, Chris something. Chris, Chris Evans. Evans. Yeah. Yeah. That was a guy that actually he's done. Um, I think he did, he did Peter Parker's voice for one of the animated shows, yeah. but yeah, I think so. But yeah. And I really enjoyed how she just really loved being, you know, when she got out there and started fighting, she was just like, this is freaking awesome. Yeah. You know, she was really into it. She was, she was a, uh, very much not one who looked a gift horse in the mouth. She thought that was really awesome. I felt uh, guilty about every single thing she did because right? she has a responsibility and, oh no, someone died because I was in a fight in a car nearby. I'll never be Captain America again. I quit. Like yep. The Flash does every other episode of that show. Yeah, instead she was like, hey, this is war and I kick butt, so that's what I'm going to go do. And uh, she throws a couple of motorcycles in the show. Okay, so here's the thing. I was always under, maybe we probably have this conversation before. I've always been under the impression that Captain America does not have more strength than a typical, than he's supposed to be as strong we, yeah. as like the height of human. I'm sorry, the strongest guy in the world cannot yep. flip a truck over his head. But okay, it's fine. We have it's, talked about this. Yeah, the, the, yeah. it's obviously the, the Marvel Cinematic Universe Captain America has super strength. That's just all there is to it. Um, Captain America in the comic books, if you look up his power set, it is supposed to be basically the peak of human physical excellence. So as strong as the strongest man, basically, um, yeah. but not supernaturally strong. But, it was but obviously in the cinematic universe, he's, he's super strong. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, because, you know, even in the comic books, until you brought that up last time we did an episode, I had gotten to the point where I just assumed he was super strong. You know, that he was maybe just a little bit, not quite as strong as Spider-Man, but around that level. And then when you brought it up and I looked it up, I'm like, no, no, he doesn't have super strength. I mean, super soldier fo formula tells me he's got superpowers, but that's not the case. But yet they push that envelope so much in the comic books, maybe yeah. not quite as much as they do in the movies. But yeah. Back in the 70s, there was, a, there was an arc in Captain America where he actually had super strength for a little while. I don't remember how or why. It was in an issue of the Avengers, but it just reminded me that, yeah, he doesn't. Also, when John Walker became Captain America, like it was obvious like he had super strength and, and Steve Rogers didn't. So I think they brought that up a couple times, like comparing the two of them. And yeah. I think he might have even been tempted, like, oh, if I just drink this one thing, I could be super strong, too. But I can't. I can't go down that hole. For some reason, he was scared of doing it but he was scared mm -hmm. don't want that responsibility yep even though you could probably save 10 times as many people but it's okay anyway all right let's move on to the next episode episode number two uh so real quick episode number one aired on august 11th episode two what if t'challa became star lord this aired on august 18th in 1988 the ravager the ravagers are sent to earth by the celestial ego to retrieve his son, Peter Quill, but mistakenly abduct a young T'Challa from Wakanda. 
20 years later, T'Challa has become the famous intergalactic mercenary Star-Lord and has been convinced by Ravager leader Yondu, I'm not even going to try to pronounce his last name, that Wakanda was destroyed. Nebula approaches the Ravagers, I keep saying Ravagers, Ravagers, and proposes to steal the embers of Genesis, a cosmic artifact capable of eradicating galactic hunger from galactic kingpin Tanalir Tivon, Tivon, Tivon. At Tivon's headquarters on Nowhere, they offer him the Power Stone as a distraction while T'Challa looks for the embers. But he finds a Wakandan spacecraft that was searching for him. Nebula seemingly betrays the Ravagers who are captured. But this is another ruse to obtain the embers. Tavon's slave, Karina, rescues T'Challa and helps the Ravagers. Ravagers defeat Tavon. T'Challa f- forgives Yondu for lying about Wakanda. And they return there so T'Challa can reunite with his family. Elsewhere, Ego approaches Quill at a Dairy Queen and he is a janitor. All right. What'd you think of this episode? So Obviously, it wasn't your favorite. <laughs> so here's, here's the thing is, um, what I've been doing now is I don't want to know what the episode's about. Like, I, cause I don't, I didn't right. read a lot about what's coming. I like being surprised. I think yep. it's kind of cool. So, um, unfortunately, I wasn't thinking. I didn't like when Netflix, or not Netflix, when Disney Plus starts, like, they'll show the title at the top for the first few seconds. So I try to avoid it. But then the, then the credits came and I, I don't want to look at the credits anymore either. Cause like, I think it kind of like spoils knowing who's going to be in that. Cause I saw Josh Brolin's name. Yeah. Like, oh, I guess Thanos is going to be, although I was still very surprised by his appearance. Um, I <laughs> like this one a lot too. And I didn't think I would, cause I thought this is a stretch. Why would black Panther become star Lord? This seems right. very random. Uh, and it pleasantly surprised me. Like also, I'm glad they gave a really good reason for why they just happened. I thought it was just like, hey, like I just imagine all these suits at a business, like a, a conference. Like, Black Panther was really popular, so let's and so was Guardians of the Galaxy. Let's make that happen. What? Yeah, shove them together. But it it makes sense in the way that they did did the story. I liked it. Yeah, the fact that uh, ultimately what it came down to was that Yondu uh, had had his had his people do it instead of taking care of it himself. Very specific. <laughs> Yeah. Well, it's like, look, it's got divided. two eyes and, and a mouth and it's got ears. They all look the same to me. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, but it, it, it helped explain it. It's just saying like the Vibrium was very yep. otherworldly. So that was the first thing. And he, yeah, I like that. Yeah. Um, it was interesting to see. Oh, what's the actor's name that plays that, that passed away that does Black Panther? Chadwick Boseman. Yeah. I, it was interesting seeing him play such a more um, lighthearted character. Yeah. Versus Black Panthers, like I think he did a really good job. Yeah, I didn't expect him to be funny. I thought he was going to be this super serious, like Dark Knight version of Star Lord. But yeah, right. It it was like that moment there in that little temple when uh, the 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 Ronin dudes, like at the beginning of Guardians of the Galaxy, when they come to stop him from taking the orb. And he's like, there. Well, some people call me, and the guy's like, Star Lord. He's like, Oh, I'm a big fan, you know. And he just like starts fanboying all over him because Star Lord. I love how that so was the cool. exact opposite of the movie, right? Who? The exact <laughs> opposite. Yeah. Instead of who, it's oh my gosh, I'm a big fan. Um, I will say I enjoyed how they they you know they explain like you said the reason why they focused on Wakanda was the vibranium which basically 
told their computers that there was a bunch of alien technology or there's alien something there. So obviously that's, this is the kid they were, they were there to get. However, I'm still having a problem with the whole Yondu says, but this isn't the kid we are after. And then with the same breath, he's like, ah, whatever, let's just take him with us anyway. And I'm going to raise him like my son. Just, you know, we, we know that he hadn't planned on taking Peter Quill to ego we know that already based off the second Guardians movie. He had never planned on because he had already delivered all kinds of kids to Ego and Ego had killed each one of them. So he wasn't he, he wasn't going to deliver this last one. He kind of made up his mind at the last minute. I'm, I'm keeping this one. Uh-huh. But I, I get that part of it. But the fact that he's like, well, this isn't even Peter Quill. What was it that made him decide not well, put him back? Instead of let's just take him with us. I'm going to, you know, did, did Yondu just really want a son that badly Yeah, that he's just willing to kidnap some kid and then tell him that his, his family's dead. You know, they, I don't think they explain that that part very well. With that that episode. Yeah. I really, uh, okay. So let's talk about Thanos real quick. (laughs) That was great. I really enjoyed the Thanos thing here. Here's here. Here's my thought though, because I saw a lot of stuff online about that, that they were using that as because after Endgame came out, a lot of people were online complaining about, well, if Thanos has this glove with all the infinity, infinity stones and he has the powers of a god, then he could just snap his fingers and give everybody all the resources they need. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, hindsight is 2020 sure but i think for me what that always proved to me was that i mean have you ever had a boss that's like hey i've come up with this plan on how to do this job and i i you know i spent two weeks coming up with this plan here's how we're going to do it and immediately you realize the flaws in the plan and when you try to well what if we did it this way the boss is like nope this is the way we're doing it because i thought of it it's my exactly. idea. That's Not how I feel it is with Thanos. He's like, at some point, somebody probably could have said, well, you know, now that you can do anything you want, you don't have to eliminate half the people in the universe. You can just give them what they need. Nope, that's not the plan. This is I'll what I thought of. <laughs> this is what I'm doing. That's his one track obsessive mind. And that's what I, that's what I always chalked it up to. But yeah. I do like that they did, you know, all... All T'Challa had to do is just sit down with him and say, hey, here's a new, here's a different way to do it. And I guess he got him early enough that Thanos was like, you know, that's a good point. I mean, my, my, my plan is still a good plan. I liked how they kept sticking to that. He just kept saying, well, it's still a good plan. It's, it's more efficient. My, my, my idea is more efficient, but you know, I understand. Maybe it's also that no one else around Thanos like, you know how no one will tell the boss his idea is idiotic mm-hmm. he's the boss, so they all just, yep. okay, that's what we're doing. And maybe T'Challa I, just had the charisma to be like, hey, or he yeah. just didn't care or didn't know Thanos well enough. So he's like, maybe we should do this. Oh, really? Because yeah. sometimes I think that does happen in companies. Like, the boss is, that's the situation. Some new guy comes along, doesn't know anybody. He's like, well, why don't we do this instead? And everyone's like, yeah, and then yeah, that guy's going to get fired. To him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that guy's not going to last long. Nope. Yeah. But uh, Gamora wasn't in the episode, which I thought was weird. Well, really, the only guardian that was in the movie or in the show was Drax, right? Yep. Well, uh, Nebula, who ended up kind of becoming kind of a, 
Yeah. yeah. Which I don't know. It was a funny moment, but it, it's really hard to to like a Drax who's not being voiced by the actual dude whose name I can't remember off the top of my head. Dave Batista. I was Dave for, Batista. I was yeah. for a few seconds. At first, I'm like, oh, did he actually come on and do it? And the longer he talked, I'm like, oh, it's it's not. Him. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I enjoyed the episode too. I I had a lot of fun with it. I liked um, I liked the whole. I liked the stuff with Thanos. I liked when he w- when they were escaping. And he decides that he's going to go take on the uh, whatever those bad guys are called. And Nebula's like, what are you crazy? And he goes, no, I'm mad because he's the mad Titan. Oh, man, Titan. I cut, yeah, I even explained it. To <laughs> I like son. that. Um, yeah. People that know about these characters actually wrote this. Not. Yeah, they, I agree. I loved Howard the Duck. Yes. Howard the I Duck was great. Hydrate. <laughs> And when he pointed the gun at him, he quacked in fear. <laughs> it, was, it was great. I think it was every, I think people have wanted to see more of him ever since his cameos uh, in Guardians. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully he shows up. Did you know that he is in Endgame? My son had to tell me that. Yeah. He came out one of the portals. I did not know. Yep. It's, it, he's on screen for like half a second. Mm-hmm. I had to, I had to see it on a YouTube video and whenever I watch Endgame now, I look for it, and I don't always catch him. Yeah. But I think that's awesome. Um, the Collector was a bit more buff. Oh, yeah. That was a little weird. But it's that okay. Was, that was really weird. Yeah. Was that, was that the same? That was the same voice, but I feel like it didn't I don't think like it was. I don't think it was the same guy. Benicio huh. Del Toro. Yeah, I don't think that was him. I looked that up because I thought it was. But you keep talking. This is the part where I talk while Harold looks up stuff on the internet. This is the part that's going to be edited out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, there was a big brouhaha online about certain voice actors being brought back while others were not. Dave Batista is a big example because he was asked, I think, at one point in an interview why he didn't come back to lend his voice to this episode. And he said, nobody asked him. And so that started a big crap fest on line about how, why would Disney ask certain actors to come back and do the voices and not ask others? And folks were chalking it up to, well, you know, the Disney's not going to reach out to the actor themselves. They're going to go through their agent and that kind of junk. And maybe, you know, you just never know what happens with the go-betweens. Yeah. Uh, it was Benicio Del Toro. Really? Yes. Wow, that blows my freaking mind. It didn't sound like him. In, it did in not mo- sound like him at all. Moments, it, small moments it did, but in most of it, it did not. That's crazy. Yeah, and I, and I, I, and I think he sounded like Benicio Del Toro in the movie. I just think yeah. he just sounded a little different. Also, that was Kurt Russell as Ego. Yeah, yeah, I did know that. That's but pretty crazy that he would come back for, yeah, for that, just that little bit. Now, I forget what... What did he put all his different sons on different planets to do in the first place? Oh, man. Come on. I don't, don't worry <laughs> about something about I just remember the big purple thing that was growing on Earth. Yeah, it, it had something to do thing. with him. Just maybe he was going to take over the universe or something. He'd be able to control yep. all the planets. Yeah. But he needed he needed one of his offspring to have that cosmic power within him or her. And all of them that Yondu brought didn't have it, so he would kill them. Peter was the only one that did. 
have that cosmic power. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, anything else you want to say about this episode? Uh, like I said, I just I was I was pleasantly surprised again. Um, again, I like the fight scenes. I think that, that just this they're doing action really well on this show. Well, and in this uh, world, I don't know if it's if it was because T'Challa never became the Black Panther, but if you notice, the Collector had Captain America's shield. He had yeah, the owner. There's a whole bunch of stuff in that one scene. There's an X-Wing among his collection. There is? Yeah, somebody pointed out in a video. You really got to look for it. But there's an X-Wing in the background. In, in one of, there's, um, there's a YouTuber called um, The Canadian Lad. He does, uh, every time a Marvel show comes out, he, or uh, a TV series or movie, he, does, he watches it at like a slower speed. Yeah. You watch it at a slower speed and pick out all the little things. And my, my son um, told me about this show or this this channel. But like I've got to, I'm looking forward to watching that episode. It's probably gonna be a long one because there's so many little Easter eggs to point out. Yeah. So does he does he replay the episode at slower speed? No, no. He just tells oh. about what he discovered. Okay. Otherwise, yeah, that's that's like uh, one of the the YouTubers I watch called Screen Crush. He always does. Here's 52 Easter eggs or other things that you may have missed in this episode. Yeah. And then he points all the stuff out. And some of it he finds himself. Some of it people tell him on his through Twitter and whatnot. And he always acknowledges if it's, you know, somebody else pointed it out to him. But I'll have to look up the Canadian lad because I, I yeah, like I like watching that kind of stuff. I'm kind of like you with this show. The only thing I know about any of this show is from watching the one trailer. Yeah. Yep. So uh, I know about one other type of episode that's coming up. But other than that, I don't know what any of the other episodes are. Yeah. And even that one episode that I know what type of episode it's going to be. I don't know what the what if question is. Yeah. Yeah. The third episode, so, I had no clue what was, what was going to happen. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I had no idea what the third episode was going in. Yeah. Well, let's talk about that one, shall we? All right. Episode number three, which aired on August 25th. What if the world lost its mightiest heroes over the course of a week? Shield director Nick Fury attempts to recruit heroes for the Avengers initiative, but they are each mysteriously killed. Natasha Romanoff injects Tony Stark with an unexpectedly fatal injection. Clint Barton accidentally shoots and kills Thor before dying in shield custody. Bruce Banner slash the Hulk explodes and Romanoff is attacked and killed while investigating the other murders uh before she dies romanov tells fury that the murders are related to hope the asgardians led by loki arrive on earth to avenge thor fury proposes an alliance to apprehend the killer fury decides that hank pym is the murderer and has been using his shrinking technology to commit the murders as revenge for the death of his daughter hope van dyne who died in the line of duty as a shield agent fury and loki defeat pym who is taken into Asgardian custody. Loki chooses to stay on Earth, becoming its ruler. Fury begins assembling more heroes, finding Steve Rogers frozen in the ice, and summoning Carol Danvers to Earth. I obviously, as I was revealing, as I was reading that and revealing that Hank Pym was the bad guy in this episode, I realize when spoilers. I do my introduction at the beginning of this show, I'm going to have to make sure I mention that there are spoilers. Yeah, I've, I've released, <laughs> I've reviewed I've revealed quite a few my, myself as well. As well. All right. What'd you think of this one? Uh, I'm not saying it was bad, but it was my least favorite of the three. I agree. 
um, it was good. I just, I was like, okay, well, it was like a, it was like a murder mystery. Yeah. And I thought it was kind of cool. It was, it was Hank Pym that did it. Cause it kind of showed that he's actually can do more than people give him credit for. Yep. Um, but I'm not sure what it was. I didn't like, I think, I think, um, black widow was a little bit too, um, Oh, what's the word for it? Just kind of like, like she, she just had a little bit, she, she had too much, not chip on her show. Flippant. Is that the yeah. term? She was just, try, I, I edit this part out until I think of what I want to say. Why don't you go first and talk about okay. it? Edit this out. And I'm going to reflect well, my thoughts and think about what it was that I didn't like. She, it's like, she always had this, this constant smirk on her face Yeah. of just like, whatever. And I don't remember her having that like level of attitude. And I don't know if it's just because, well, it's a Marvel show. So we're going to, Maybe she was like that, but it was just, I, I feel like she did. I feel like she did. Cause I'm thinking specifically of the, uh, winter soldier, Captain America movie. Yeah. Cause she was, Maybe but, I don't, don't but think Scarlett Johansson. A, yeah. Obviously Scarlett Johansson does it better than they pulled it off in animation. Yes. She, yeah. I think that was the problem. I think that the person playing her in the animated thing just didn't, it just came off as kind of annoying rather than, than funny. Well, even the part where she finds out when Fury tells her over the phone that Clint Barton is dead and it's supposed to be just this big dramatic moment where she is trying to process it. And then suddenly she goes, tell me who I have to kill. I just it just didn't. It was like that was pretty. Yeah, it didn't. It didn't. They didn't nail it. Yeah, I think that was it. Like, I thought the guy that did start was was great for the few minutes, like the few moments he did. (laughs) Yeah. Um. In fact, Jeremy Runner almost didn't didn't sound like himself, even though that was him. Something was weird about that, but um, yeah. I mean, it was still interesting. Um, I think that I don't know. As I was watching it, like when when it ended up being that because Hope was killed by being a Shield agent, that's why all of this happened. I thought, well, wait a minute, they're adding like a second thing to this now, and I thought, well, no, actually, they're not. Maybe that's like the that's actually like the what if thing that's different about this universe. I guess is that she was yeah that she, she died a Shield agent. Yep. Was she ever a shield agent in no. the movies? Not okay. that I'm so aware. So that's like of. the big what if switch. Yeah. Everything else could have been the same. <clears throat> yeah. So the, the the turning point in that for this world is that she became a shield agent. I guess. Yeah. They just don't really give you that. That's not. That should have been part of the watcher's speech at the beginning. But had it the watcher kind of told us that, it would have spoiled. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The only this, other I thing, think, I guess. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you were talking. Okay, well, I think the only other thing that was at first bothered me is I thought, well, wow, he took out all the Avengers so easily, which didn't bother me because I thought, oh, it's yeah. cool they're showing uh, what he's capable of. But then yeah. as soon as he fights um, Loki disguised as Nick Fury, he just can't seem to get a punch in. I thought, you know, well, how come it goes from him being the super deadly guy to like he gets his butt kicked? Now, number one, I guess, okay, it's Loki. So that makes sense. But two, he planned ahead for every single one of those murders. Like in this one, he wasn't planning on, on it being Loki. He was planning on Nick Fury. So yeah. I, I kind of made peace with that scene. Yeah, that's what I chalk it up to as well. Because at first, the the first time that he shrunk down and went at Fury and Fury batted him aside, I'm like, what? And then he does it again. And I'm like, since when has Fury had these kind of skills? You know, it's like, yeah. is is Hank drunk? I don't understand how this is possible. But yeah. <laughs> He he was not he he was there to fight Nick Fury, a regular dude, and didn't realize he was fighting a god probably until it was too late. So yeah, yeah. I mean at one point he did kind of say like, oh you've been working out or you 
he made some kind of comment to him when he did that backflip. Yeah, it was like you've you've remained rather spry for yeah working behind a desk or something like that. Yeah. The but thing I found I wouldn't mind seeing um I wouldn't mind seeing a part two. Yeah, no, I agree. And and that this is one of those this one and then I think that first one with Captain Carter, it's almost like I feel like that's what they're that, that they're setting that up for a possible part two in both of those episodes. Yeah. Not so much the T'Challa as Star-Lord, but I can totally see a part two for both of those. Uh-huh. But at the same time, though, the few what if comics that I did read, I feel like a lot of them did end in such a way that's like, oh, my gosh, I got to know more about this world. And then you just never do. Yeah. So, so you never know. The thing I found most interesting about this episode, and it probably was, it's kind of sad that when, when really, and it sounds to me like you're ranking them the same way I did. The very first episode was our favorite. The second one was our second favorite. And then the third was our least favorite. And I hope it doesn't continue down that path as the rest of the series goes on. But the thing I found most interesting about it I don't I don't read any of the ancillary Marvel Cinematic Universe comic books because to me, what's the point? I don't I don't I, I, I mentioned it earlier in the episode. I don't care for comic books that are based off of live action properties. Yeah, just they rarely do anything for me. So I haven't read any of those comics and I've never looked at the official uh, timeline that they've released. So the fact that uh, that Incredible Hulk movie um iron man 2 and then thor thor i did kind of know but the fact that they happened all in the same week i found that kind of interesting yeah and from what i understand the the beginning of doctor strange is happening around the same time as well because yeah. there's that moment in doctor strange before he drives his car off the off the cliff and messes up his hands when he's looking when the guy is giving him you know, here's some here's some medical stuff. You know, which ones do you want to tackle? One of the ones is about a guy who inverts his spine, and that's the dude that was oh. in Justin Hammer's armor. I never that thought twisted of that. around real quick. That's what I've been told. I bet it is. Scratching my foot. Bill. That's my foot scratching face. Unfortunately, the viewers, the listeners at home can't see it. Uh, no, that's okay. It's that's a that's a that's a positive. Well, you know, when you have mushrooms growing on your feet. That's gross. Oh, gross. <laughs> Ew. Ew. That's just... Okay. Goodbye. Good night. This episode's over. Ba-bing! That was the whole purpose of this episode, was to get you to this point. No, no, no. no. Gross. Gross. That's disgusting. Okay. Uh, okay. Come on. Get it out of your head. Ew. 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 <laughs> so, 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 comic books, what if... Uh, well, back to this episode real quick. I also like the fact that um, now were you did you figure out it was Ant-Man or Hank Pym at all? Yeah. Until they revealed it. Because I, I didn't. I, I didn't think of Hank Pym. I thought maybe it was Ant-Man because when they described how he came out of the um, when they when they injected Tony Stark's neck, when they described how it was a projectile or something, I just yeah. thought, was that Ant-Man that just went in there? Um, so, yeah, I kind of did kind of I sort of guessed it was someone that shrinks. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I'm not good at that stuff, so I didn't catch it at all. I'm normally not. I knew, of course, the whole when she said, it's all about hope. It's all about hope. It's like, okay, Hope Van Dyne, that's that's a obvious that's an obvious dumb uh you know, red herring that they try to do in shows like that. The where, whole time I thought she was saying Hulk. It's <laughs> all about Hulk. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. I don't understand what's going on. 
Okay, the Hulk so, blowing up was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I was sad because I like the Hulk. But. Yeah. And this did something that a lot of, you know, I always, uh, and I talked about this in the Suicide Squad episode, with all these movies that are coming out now, both on the DC side and the Marvel side that are dealing with the multiverse. And of course, they did it on the CW with the uh, the Crisis on Infinite Earths uh, crossover episodes and how they're bringing, you know, it's like, okay, we're bringing Michael Keaton's Batman in and we're bringing Ben Affleck's Batman in. And then on this show, we brought in Brandon Ruth's Superman and in Spider-Man, we might be bringing in Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man. And, and it's like, why do they look different? Just because they're in an alternate universe, they just are a completely yeah. different physically looking person. Yeah. It's like, I, I get the idea. I get the, the wanting to, to bring, you know, Tobey Maguire Spider-Man into Tom Holland Spider-Man universe. That's cool. But the, the old school comic book fan in me is like, but why do they look physically different? They should look exactly the same. And they don't. Yeah, that's a really good point, actually. And so when they did this episode, of course, they the Hulk was the wasn't the uh, Ed Norton Hulk. Actually, you know, it's kind of funny because the Hulk looked like the Ed Norton Hulk. But Bruce Banner was the Mark Ruffalo Bruce Banner. Did you notice yeah. that? Did you pick that up on up on that at all? Yeah, that was weird. That was weird. But well, I guess it was uh, the dude that played Thunderbolt Ross was the same guy from the Marvel Universe. Yeah. He was different in the first Hulk movie. He was Sam Elliott in the first Hulk movie. Wait, which the Hulk Eric Bana Hulk? Oh, Eric yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That one doesn't, that's not an MCU. No, it's not. But, uh, that movie was, I didn't, I'll like take, it, it was weird. But I'll take Sam Elliott, Thunderbolt Ross, over this other guy any day Agreed. of the week. Agree. Yeah. yeah. Anything guy, else you want, you want to say about this episode? Um, kind of felt bad they're just really making fun of phil colson poor guy he just likes he just likes the superheroes his password was steve 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 i heart steve waiting for someone to walk and then like like, throw put thrown to a locker and shut it like just leave him alone they they did make him out to be exceptionally creepy in this episode especially when he kneels down to smell Thor's corpse. It was a little that much. Oh, he smells like lavender. You know, everything up to that point was funny. You know, because he's like, wow, you should, his hair is is just exceptional. You know, he's got this exceptional hair. And then Hawkeye is even like, wow, Coulson was right about this guy's hair. You know, and then yeah. the, the Steve, 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 I heart Steve, that was just funny. But then when he smells the corpse, yeah, that, it's like, you guys took it to a level it didn't need to go. Yeah. It's like, Coulson, it's like saying Coulson, to somebody... We, if you want to make Coulson uh, a, a, a superhero fanboy to the point that he he's like almost in love with Steve Rogers, fine. You're going to make him a corpse sniffer, though. That's pretty weird. Little, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was a corpse. It's right. Yeah. Oh, and then the end when they're all in their coffins and they had those banners over each. Stupid it's like, logo. OK, so they had to hire somebody to come in and design like, and I'm sure like you thought about this. Because you, like when you pick your character. Yeah, it's like, I figure, I'm like, oh, I bet Harold is thinking about this. Because you're in that field. They hired some guy like you to come in and design no. each one of their little icons. And then they had to produce these. It's like, just bury them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Not in the budget. That's, Sorry. that's our government. Yeah, that's our government at work. It's like, 
well, it's it's costing us over a million dollars per corpse. Why? Well, we had to hire people to come in and design these logos for each of them. We had to take them through test groups to, you know, <laughs> did the hammer really work for Thor? How, you know, it's just silly. It's, yeah, it was a, we used to rock the hold, thing. but that didn't test well. So we changed it to a foot stomping, and that didn't go very well either. So we went back to the rock again, but we made it green. But then no one was communicating with the rest of the team that none of the other logos were colored. They were black. So we had to go back and, well, it didn't work. So we had to make it a fist. We just settled on it. We might still change it in post. I mean, we figured, you know, those Hulk hands that they were selling were really popular. So we went with the fist, and people seemed to like it. People seemed to. Well, what about the hourglass for. Black Widow. Well, I don't know if you're aware, but on a Black Widow spider, there's these little out this red. Oh, okay, I get that. All right, it's just well, I just it? I'm imagining boardroom meetings, yeah, and oh, creative yeah. meetings, and and you know, and the actual artist is in the corner, just like oh. <laughs> exactly. You want me to draw a fist? I'll draw a fist. Okay, just tell me what to draw. Someone, I don't know if they want this to be. I, I'll just say someone that I know that does graphic design. I forgot what it was for. He had to do a he had to do like a little a little avatar, like a little tiny pixelated icon for this company. And he kept trying to do something that was clever and like, no, that's not it. That's not it. That's it. So he just took the most obvious stupid thing as a joke and just like took a picture or something, squashed it, like pixelated it, just and, and showed it to him. Just like just to again as a joke. They loved it. Like, that's perfect. He says, Oh, I've I've heard stories like that often. Yeah, there's yeah, a reason, the you know. It's, out and then they're just like, "That's perfect." It's it's uh, typically the the people in charge making those decisions are not creative types. Usually not. I know I don't know a lot about art, but I know what I like. Yeah, I mean, on the other hand, creative types tend to overthink things, and we never get things done because we keep overthinking it. At least sure. those other people, they're not creative, but they get it. They get it finished like they get it done and make a decision it might not always be the best one but yeah sure anyway all right so those are our first three episodes of what if uh i will be doing one of these episodes for each for for three episodes each basically so there's going to be two more of these one for episodes four five and six and then one for episodes seven eight nine would you like to join me for both of those episodes i would like to it'll you know depend on Right. Scheduling, but sure. Yeah. Also, okay. I, I, I do hope you're you're not right about it going down in quality. Like I, I think that was the thing I noticed about except for the Daredevil and Jessica Jones shows, I feel like and I'm I don't know. Now most people don't agree with me, but I felt like Iron Fist and Luke Cage both started strong and just got worse and worse every episode. And I feel like I don't know if they just hired less like they got the best team to write the first few. So people were be on board for the show. And then they just kind of like, that was their budget. <laughs> and that was like yeah. $5 a writer or something. But I hope that's not the case with this. Cause I really, I really like the first, uh, the first couple. And again, I didn't hate the third one. It was just, eh. Right. Yeah, no, I agree. But if it, I like it, how they had the watcher like way in the background in the sky and a couple yes. of scenes, like just kind of lurking. It was kind of creepy, but that was that's cool. cool. It reminded me of, was it uh, the Civil War miniseries? I don't remember which which event it was, but I remember there was a moment where Spider-Man says, come on, guys, this isn't that big of a deal. If it was a big deal, the Watcher would be here. And then suddenly <laughs> you see the Watcher in the sky, and he's like, oh, crap! 
That's what it reminded me of. But it's also weird that every time we see the Watcher so far in the show, he's portrayed that way where he's like made up of space. You know, you don't see the Watcher, which if we hadn't actually seen Watchers in post a post credit scene of I think it was Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Yeah. You know, it's not like we haven't seen him already in the in the in the I didn't know that actually. Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, there's a one of the post credit scenes is is uh three watchers. Maybe it's maybe it's even during the movie while they're jumping around through the little in the different portals. And then there's a post credit scene, but Stan Lee is it's it's the Stan Lee cameo. Because he's like a, an old spaceman, and he's now. sitting on this rock talking to the Watchers. Yeah, they make him... Oh, they look like... Okay, there was this Twilight Zone episode um, called To Serve Man. And never mind, it just... Um, it's a, I'm making a deep cut here. They, they look like a creepy alien from an old B-movie sci-fi. Yeah. They're weird looking. Um, yeah. I don't like that at all. Well, the, the funny thing about the Watcher, at least in the What If series, is they really made him look different issue to issue there's two kind of watchers there's either like this really big buff you need to go on a diet watcher that looks like he'd be like a bouncer for a like a a roadhouse and then there's the watcher that's super skinny with this ginormous like alien head yeah and i'm not sure why that that was so different like the two different versions i can understand like you drawing like steve rogers nose a little different or something but it was significantly different yeah it's like they just decided this is the one guy that it's okay for the artist to interpret him in different ways. Yeah. You know, yeah. That th- yeah, that was weird with the watcher. But this is I think my final thoughts on the show so far is I did not think I was going to enjoy what if as much as I have. Um there was there was even a, p- a part of me where I re- when I read that they were only, you know, that when when they first announced a what if series i was super excited because i immediately thought of the comic books and i did not know it was going to be a what if only in the marvel cinematic universe i thought we were going to see stuff like what if spider-man was the punisher especially since they announced it was going to be animated so i thought all right well they're going to do all this stuff we're going to see wolverine kill the hulk we're going to see all this junk and then as more information came out and they said oh no this is just within the marvel cinematic universe we're not going to really be introducing any new characters. And so I was immediately, I thought the Marvel to me, the Marvel cinematic universe, isn't old enough in my, at my, in my mind at the time, as I was thinking about it, it's like, there's not that much the, the MCU isn't old enough for them to really do a good. What if show that is going to hold my attention for nine episodes and maybe it won't, maybe we'll find out that it won't because I don't know when they were doing the what if comic book, there were so many characters and scenarios yeah. that they could go back to. And I just feel, yeah, the MCU has been going on for, uh, what is it now? A little over 10 years, uh, 20 movies or whatever. And, but still, I just didn't feel like there's enough story there in the MCU at this point to really have as much fun as they had with the comic book. I just didn't feel like they could have that much fun with the show. And yeah. so far they're 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 somewhat proving me a little wrong. Yeah. Just the fact that we had an episode where T'Challa convinces Thanos that 
the the path he is on is the wrong path and so he becomes a good guy and he starts helping them steal from the rich and give to the poor basically the fact that they did that that obviously was a lot of fun just that yeah. concept so it's there the potential's there and we didn't see a lot of that potential with the third issue or the third episode um but the first two we really did see a lot of that cuz cuz to me that's what what if is it's literally taking these characters and just saying there's no consequences we can do whatever we want with them and we can have all kinds of fun with them yeah and i felt that more in the first two episodes not so much in the third but hopefully we'll get the 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 one episode <clears throat> I don't know if you when I when I say there's one episode I know that's coming up that deals with a certain topic. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, and if you don't, I don't want to say it because you avoid. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. I know. Yeah, I, I don't want to. I don't want to say it because you've been avoiding. Oh, just go ahead. There's more episodes I can be surprised by. It's the the Marvel Zombies episode. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That it's that is front and center in the trailer. If you've ever watched the the trailer or any I of the, I probably didn't just forgot the little clips, but I don't know. I don't know what the, what if is in that, you know, I hope it's not just what if all the superheroes became zombies? Cause that's stupid. I mean, it's not stupid, but at the same time, it's stupid. So yeah. I'm looking forward to that. I'm, I'm looking forward to see how that world starts. Cause it doesn't look like, did you ever read Marvel zombies? I did. It doesn't look like that. It doesn't look like, Okay, I don't think they're going to be able to get away with it. Being <laughs> right, no, right. But the fact that those zombies were st- still retain their intelligence. Oh, that's right. I don't think that's what they're going for in this show, but we'll see. I don't know which one's next. I have no clue. I, I like you. I, I kind of like the idea of being surprised. Um, yeah. I like learning all the stuff about the episode after I've watched it. Yeah. You know, once I watch the episode, then I'll go to all these YouTube channels that break down the episode and tell you all the Easter eggs and all the stuff that, that you know, the point back to stuff in the comics and, and, and all that junk. Because as, as many years as I've been reading Marvel comics, I'm really often surprised at how big the gaps are in my memory when it comes to the old school Marvel comics. Because a lot of these stuff that they point out in movies in these shows when they're like, Oh, this is from this issue. And this is from that issue. It's like, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. It seems like they're purposely, I think Marvel has gotten together and they've decided let's pull from stuff that Steven's never read. I think that's, that's, that's (laughs) their goal group that does that every once in a while. They'll pull like the infinity gauntlet. Of course I've read the, the infinity gauntlet, but, you know, even, I don't know, it's just like certain things that they pull from that I, yeah, no, I wasn't reading comics at that time. So. There's, I mean, I have times where I feel like I'm watching one of the movies and something will pop up and I'm like, I feel like I might be the only person in, I don't know, the state I live in that will get that reference in that movie that they, that yeah. they snuck in there. Yeah. Uh, which yeah. is cool because they didn't have to do that. It's just nice that they don't phone that type of thing in, especially with this show. Like, I feel like, especially the, um, the star Lord one, like they had so many cool little Easter eggs or him saying like the making the mad Titan reference. These yeah. are, these guys know what they're, yeah. the writers know what they're doing. They're just no, not I'm, like I, some. I'm the same way at times. I, I feel like that there are certain moments that I feel like that as well, but then I find that there are moments that I, that don't, that I don't get, I don't catch the reference, yeah. but it's like everybody else in the world did, you yeah. know? 
it's like, oh, come on, that was from this issue. And I guess I'm not a Marvel fan because I don't remember that at all. But it's I I just I there were there are moments over the last 30 or 40 years. There were time frames where I just wasn't reading. I didn't start reading Marvel comics until the mid 80s. I dropped out uh, in the mid 90s and didn't come back until the mid 2000s. And, And so there's there's a lot of stuff that people point out about different things, you know, like. This is based off of that. This is based on it's, it's like, yeah, that was I wasn't reading comics at that time. Yep. So I miss that entirely. Yeah. But that's all right. That's I just, all right. I, I just just think about the fact that we live in a world where there's enough material. I mean, I guess this is saying the opposite of what you're saying, but I feel like there's we live in a world where there's there have been so many Marvel movies now in an interconnected universe that they can make a what if series based on just that material. Yeah, and that's I think that's what I am saying is that my Im- initial thought was there's there's no way they're going to be able to pull this off. It didn't feel to me cuz I'm thinking about the 40, 50, 60, 70 years of Marvel history that's in the comic books yeah. compared to the 10 years in the movies, not thinking about when they started what if in the comic books it was in the 70s, you know, so they didn't have a big of as big of a backlog, but you know, like I said, I was proven wrong. I've been proven wrong so far. Uh, not so much with that third episode, but, you know. Yeah. Well, there uh, was a cool Reddit thread I, I stumbled across where they were um, they were talking about, like, what are your, do you guys have any more ideas for MCU what-if stories? And there are a lot of people with ideas. My favorite one was, um, what if uh, when Thanos did the snap, the other half of the heroes disappeared instead? Like, what would fun. that have been like? Yeah. That, and one yeah. guy's like, there's no Tony Stark, so they lose. I'm like, great. Ooh, okay. got, that out. <laughs> got that out real deep. Good job. Yeah. They're like, okay. yeah, but they also have Doctor Strange now. They have Hank Pym. They have, I think that would be a really cool story. Yeah, I agree. Because the, the, you know, the whole point there for that movie was that all these characters that they introduced leave and were left with the original core Avengers, ultimately. Yeah, yeah. You know, they had, like, Captain Marvel was there and rocket raccoon but yeah that'd be interesting but i want to see stuff like what if they finally introduced ghost rider to the mcu and he was awesome instead of nicholas cage right <laughs> you, author, you know you watch walking dead i do i'm not caught up but I do. what the guy they're talking about the guy who plays daryl playing ghost rider really that would be awesome i don't know that if that's would a be rumor or if it's but that would, that would be good that would I, make I, a I got lot my of son sense. into yeah, me and my son I mean, started watching Walking Dead together. We're yeah. like on season five already. There's nothing to do with what we're talking about, but yeah, that would be great for Ghost Rider. Do you have any what if ideas for for the series that you would do? Not off the top of my head. Um, ah, man, I you should have asked me this like two days ago, and I would have thought, yeah, I I thought of something for the show. But no, nothing off the top of my head. Top of my head, I just want to see John Walker stay as Captain America longer. Yeah, I just wanted to see more stories about him. But the the rumor is, or at least the hope or the theory is, is that we're going to see basically a version of whether they call it the Thunderbolts. Yeah, uh, but we're going to see a version of the Dark Avengers where we have John Walker as U.S. agent, basically being the Captain America. And 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 uh, the the reason why a lot of people theorizing it's going to be called the Thunderbolts is that it'll be led by Thunderbolt Ross. Oh, OK. 
You Someone know, showed that? a picture of Zemo being on that team. Yeah. Oh yeah, he was on that team. I like that. I like Zemo from Falcon. I thought he was funny. Yeah. Yeah, I did too. I did too. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm looking forward to what they have coming out. Do you, are, are you, uh, I know you don't typically watch a lot of trailers, but of course we have Shang-Chi coming. We have the Eternals coming. Um, oh, I've given up. I just watched the trailers now. Um, although I didn't see the Eternals one. I didn't see the, I, the only one I've seen is, is no way home. The Spider-Man one. Yeah. What'd you think about that one? I liked it. Um, and once, well, I don't know. I'm weird. I, I like to be surprised. I feel like I know I know too much too much about that movie now. I guess, but that's like only just the main premise. I I just feel like trailers give away too many of the funniest lines in the movie, and I feel like they might have done that. Anyway, it looks really cool. I'm I'm ex- I'm excited about it. I'm usually um, I'm usually fairly pleased with the way Marvel handles their trailers. I think yeah. a lot of times they give you kind of what the premise is, but you're still uh, uh, pleasantly surprised as you watch the movie and especially with this movie there's so much stuff that they i'm sure they haven't told us yet but oh, yeah. you're not gonna know until you watch it yeah technically everybody's calling it a trailer but technically it's a teaser trailer yeah yeah so they haven't i, I don't think they've even given us an eighth of what the movie is going to be about Here, here's the thing i've noticed about marvel and and shang chi is a good example and i'm not going to get into any details but it's like they released the Shang-Chi um, teaser trailer and it really doesn't tell you much. It tells you here's this guy whose dad is a bad guy and, and they're, they're at odds. And I was really excited when I saw the teaser trailer. Then they show the full trailer, which kind of gives you more. This is, this is who his dad is. This is why he's a bad guy. Kind of. And this is why they're at odds. Kind of. And I, I didn't care for the trailer as much as I was excited by the teaser trailer. And then I had the opposite with Eternals. The teaser trailer for the Eternals came out and it's like, they give you so little that I just didn't care. I don't know who any of these people are. Nothing about this excites me. And then they released the full trailer not that long ago and I watched it and I, and I'm actually somewhat excited about it. Yeah. I haven't, I mean, I need to see the second one. So I'll be excited. I'm still looking forward to seeing Shang-Chi. I think it's going to, I think it's going to be cool, but there's just something about that trailer that just didn't do anything for me. Like the teaser trailer did. I feel like I haven't been excited about Marvel except for the, the, the the Disney plus stuff. I feel like ever since Endgame, I'm like, I feel like it's, it's been done. Like, I feel like that was it. That's the end of the story for me, except for um, the next Spider-Man movie, which was kind of like a, like a, what's the thing at the end of a book, the last, not the last chapter, but the prologue, the epilogue. Epilogue. I feel like I feel like um, um, Far From Home was kind of like a, an epilogue for like the whole MCU and everything after that. Like, I don't know. Maybe it's just because a movie hasn't come out for so long that I feel that way. But I feel like yep. if, if I never saw another Marvel movie again, they put such a nice bookend on that. I think I think what we're what we're going into now at this point is that the big the first big main event is over and it took 10, 10 or so years to get there. And now it's like, okay, now we've got to set up another big bad that they're all going to have to re- uh, unite against. And so it's almost like we're starting over to a certain and extent. We know of most of these characters now. now. At least three the characters are going to be quite different too, though. So now we yeah. have a new Captain America. I know what they're going to do with Iron Man at this point. But yeah, it's going to be a very different ensemble. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So so it's like they're, they, yeah, 
it's a whole new Marvel universe, and there we're going to have to go through the whole origin stories of all these new characters and get to know them, and hopefully get hooked enough to, to care about and is them. It be as good again. Yeah, we'll see. Hopefully, it'll be good. Well, yeah, we'll see. I want to see. I want to see the um, the all white vision again. Yeah, I'm sure we will because he's stuck. He's he's still he's you know he didn't die in the in the show. Maybe he'll show up in the new Doctor Strange yeah. since since Wanda is. Um, but the one thing that we can at least look forward to is hopefully incorporating the mutants into the Marvel universe. I'm real curious how they're going to do that. And the Fantastic Four. The the theory I've heard about the mutants is that it's all gonna that the Eternals is gonna kick that off because in the Marvel universe as it is now, you know the the Eternals were put on Earth by the Celestials and or or at least in the comic books they created the Eternals in the movie I think they're they were put there by the Celestials, but I from what I understand the Celestials were also the ones that introduced the mutant gene. Oh, to in okay. in the comic books now they've retconned it. It's not the atom bomb that did it. It was the Celestials. Matter of fact, from what I understand, every superhero, every every power that every superhero has, unless they manufactured it like Iron Man, can be traced back to the Celestials. Which mm. that kind of stuff bugs me. See, it's, I thought what they were going to do is when um, during Wandavision, when Quicksilver from the other. <laughs> The other Quicksilver showed up. I was so excited. Yeah. Because um, I am so mad how they ended up doing that at the end of that, that series. Yep. Like that, that he was just always oh, just a neighbor that she made look like Quicksilver. Like they should have made that the Quicksilver from Fox, from the Fox yep. movies. Yeah. I, I think, think people most thought that's how they're going to bring the mutants in. They thought that's what was going to start it. Yeah. That she, uh, um, the whole multiverse, she was going to tap into the universe that these X-Men are a part of and pull them into yeah. the marvel universe but we'll we'll see you know i i'm i don't know i just i want to see a i want to see a good ghost rider the idea of what's his name from walking dead being johnny blaze just that's got me all kinds of pumped i think that would be yeah awesome. that would be great but i like the rumor that john chris Nance, how do you say it? the guy from the office yeah i'd like to see him as reed richards ever since yep. they've been talking about that he was actually in line to play Captain America. He was one of the, yeah. the last three to get that part. And I th- actually thought that he could have been good with that part. Yeah, he's he's kind of funny because I remember when he was no longer doing The Office and he started doing, there was a, a movie called 13 Hours or something like yep, that was, where he plays yep. a military guy. I, 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 I was like, I'm not going to like this. It was great. It's freaking what's his name from The Office. But it helped that he had a beard. So it kind of. Beards help everything. Well, yes, I agree. Um, but now, uh, you know, because I don't know if you've watched uh, Jack Ryan on. So the first Prime. episode, I thought it was good. It, it is good. Um, it's a really good show. It's really weird, though. They spend the whole first season. Um, they add a bunch of sex into it, like oh. gratuitous in, in, in certain areas. I don't know, because you don't it doesn't happen again for the, the next two seasons. It's not in the book either. I feel like that was not thing that he- it's one of those things. Like I said, it's you get one of these streaming channels and they're like, well, we can we can do all this crazy stuff that you can't do on TV. So we might as well. But I think after that first season, I think a lot of fans of the character were like, this is not what Jack Ryan is. And so that's why they didn't include it. 
yeah. in the next two seasons. Yeah, there was there was a show. I don't remember what it was, but um, it was a Netflix original show back when they were first doing it. There was a scene that literally it could have been porn. Like it was yeah. really gratuitous and just over the top. I'm like this was not necessary at all. But speaking of gratuitous, I've been watching Game of Thrones. I have not. I want. I. I I read the books and the books just got too depressing for me. And it wasn't the time in my life when I did read the books. I was like, I don't, I can't do this. It's, I need something more positive. Um, anyway, do you like it? I, I hear the show I, is good, but I've heard that. It I do. So it took me most of the first season to really get into it, but I think I am in season four now and I'm, I'm freaking hooked. It's okay. like last night I, I fell asleep and then woke up around midnight and couldn't get back to sleep. And it's one of these shows that I have to wait until the kids are in bed, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so it's like, all right, well, I was up from midnight till four in the morning watching Game of Thrones. Well, I hope that you like it. It's I've, I've it's- read most of the books. I'm, I'm, I'm really quite surprised that I, I have yet to hit a season where I don't know most of what's happening. Um, I got pretty far in the books. I don't remember the last book I read. Have they changed a few things so it's different from them, or is it pretty much the same thing? So far, it's pretty much the same. From what I understand, it's the very last season. By the time they hit the last season, uh, he hadn't put out a new book. And so the whole last season is all brand new. It has, there's nothing in the books to base it off of. And that's the season everybody hates. Yeah. Um, But my wife watched it. And she was into it and couldn't stop talking about it. And okay. she would talk about certain things. And I'd be like, oh, yeah, I remember that from the book. And so finally, I just decided to sit down and give it a try. And I'm, I'm, I'm pretty hooked. Good. And you, you enjoy that. I was quite surprised. Did you ever see the movie Hot Fuzz? Yeah. It was not my favorite of those movies. Do you remember the character, uh, the dude, the bald, the big, tall, bald guy that worked at the grocery store that only said, yarp? vaguely he's the hound oh oh yeah i knew that he's that that threw me through a loop yeah that that seems that seems like a good part for him though yeah but the only thing i'd ever seen him in up until that point was him just going yarp yeah so it, it i didn't know it was him at first there was something about him that i found familiar and finally i looked it up and i said holy crap that's michael from what's his name in the movie or the show uh, some Clegane. Wait, 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 wait. Is it the one that, wait, is it the big stupid guy that carries the, the, maybe I think it's someone different from Game of Thrones. It's not the big dumb guy in Game of Thrones that he plays. No, it's the, it's, well, no, no, not Hodor. No. That's why I was saying it's perfect. Cause he just, he's dumb again. The, the hound is the big guy who his brother is the mountain. Oh, and the okay, hound was like the one that, that was like Joffrey's protector guy. And he had half his face burned and. I see why you were thrown off then. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah, because he says words. Yeah, yeah. So, um, going back to... Sorry, we're changing subjects here. Going back to that movie, 13 Hours, The Secret Soldier of Meg Guys. It's the one with um, John Krasinski. How do you say it? Krasinski. Yeah. I think it's Did Krasinski. you know that his buddy in that movie, because there's like another soldier he was with, that's the guy that played Roy from The Office. That sounds familiar. It's been a while since I've seen it. I'll have to watch it again. Yeah, it was it was weird seeing him and Roy being like like friends buddies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just in the middle of the movie. I was just waiting for one of them to turn. And be like, you know what? We got to talk about Pam. Yeah, this is weird. He stole Pam from me. Or just have one of them shoot the other guy in the back of the head. And be like, that's for yeah. Pam. 
<laughs> Whisper it. That's for Pam. Yeah, yeah. How creepy. That's funny. All right. Well, uh, anything else you want to say about what if before we wrap it all up? Uh, gosh, I kept thinking there's one more thing I wanted to mention about it, and maybe I already did, and I forgot. So don't worry about it then. Never mind. All right. Maybe I'll remember it later. Oh, I already did. Yeah, I talked about that Reddit thread where people were talking about their own their own versions yeah. of what if. And so, yeah, think about that before the next yeah. three episodes come up yeah, with your, we... your what if story. Yeah, we'll do that. Oh, I have a what if story, but it, it, it couldn't be used for the MCU because it wouldn't be pertain, it wouldn't pertain to it. So Hulk quit the Avengers, the second issue of Avengers in the comics because he was an original Avenger and he yeah. quit and ran off. And I would like to see I would like to see what would happen if he never quit the Avengers. If they never do that, then you write it and I'll draw it and we'll just do it for fun. Okay, sounds good. And I'll make it look like the old style. Cool. Because they would never, they probably wouldn't get Captain America done. Because if Hulk's there, they never would have gone and fought him wherever they went. And then when they came back, that's when they found him. So Captain America wouldn't be around either. Interesting. I've never read those issues. Yeah. Yeah. I always, yeah. It always bothered me that Hulk didn't stay with the Avengers because I thought that would be cool. So by issue two, he quits being an Avenger. Yeah. He got pissed off because. Uh, so there's these aliens called the Phantoms, and one of them imitates the Hulk because they're trying to tear the Avengers apart, I guess. So they, they imitate the Hulk and do all these horrible things. And so then they find out Hulk was being impersonated by the Phantoms, and they all beat the Phantoms. But then by the end of the issue, Hulk's pissed. He's like, you believed I would really do all that stuff? Well, forget you guys and leave. <laughs> like, well, That's yeah, funny. we would believe you did all that stuff, actually. You're but- the freaking Hulk. Yeah, but then by the third issue, they still went up and fought him in Submariner. So he's like in three or four. He's in. He, they deal with him for a while. Yeah, that's funny. Oh crap! Almost dropped something. I'm just I'm fidgeting with something, and I what almost dropped that? it. Uh, it's something. Something. Okay. It's a, it's a doohickey. It's not a fidget cube. No. I feel like you need one. Yeah, I do. Here's something I do. My daughter has one. I would feel bad if I stole it from her, though. I try not to steal from my children. Try not to. Try not to. <clears throat> Sometimes a man's got to do what a man's got to do. Yeah, and it's your house. Jungle rules. That's right. My wife takes the candy from, not takes it, she will just take candy out of the kid's thing after Halloween without asking. And I'm like, they worked hard for that candy. They walked all through the neighborhood. She's like, well, I came with them. Like, no, you can't just take their candy. So she just feels like she has free reign to take whatever she wants. And I feel like it's the sacred thing where you ask. But, yeah, we've We've had this conversation because you asked me before if I sure, take yeah. my kids Halloween candy. And I'm like, heck, yeah. Yeah, well, but, you also blast your car when you were driving through the neighborhood at night. So that's true. The difference is with 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 me and my kids when they did Halloween is that our town, the houses are separated enough that we don't just let we didn't just let them loose and go out and start walking around and we would drive them. So you were very involved in the process. Yes. You so earned the candy. I earned that candy. Did you and know regardless that of how much well, regardless of how much candy I would I would buy for the house to yeah. hand out during the times that we weren't trick-or-treating, hoping that there would be plenty left over for me, we always yeah. ended up going through most of it. So I had to That's I had to get my candy somewhere. You did. That's fair. Yeah. Okay. Apparently She-Hulk right. and Martian Manhunter were almost traded from Marvel to DC. What? I don't know if it was temporary, but apparently at one point they were going to have a crossover where Marvel Man, Marvel Man, Martian Manhunter was going to be, would move to DC and She-Hulk would move to, no, Marvel, oh my gosh, 
Martian Manhunter would go to Marvel and She-Hulk was going to go to DC and they'd switch places. I don't know if it was temporary. Um, that would be kind of cool. Now there's just now someone photoshopped Martian Manhunter in his Alex Ross painting of the Avengers. He kind of fits in pretty well. Yeah. He reminds me a lot of the vision though. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Well, I got to get, so you should I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you goodbye. Okay. I got no, until we see, until we meet again. Until we meet again, adieu. It's less final. A diet Mountain Dew. No, see, what I I want diet see what I did you there? Have a very good singing voice. <laughs> very jealous. See, you play the piano. I'll lay across the top of the piano and no. sing the songs. Oh, don't do that. <laughs> it won't go anywhere. I mean, maybe, I don't know, maybe it'll become a thing. We'd be rich. Yep. Just have to get a really sturdy piano. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> And we just gotta reinforce like key, those like, legs, man. Just get a fit, get one of those like little keyboards, but then like attach it to a fake wooden piano made out of steel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then you need to drive. Either I gotta drive to Kansas and carry the piano, or you gotta come to Pennsylvania. And I don't really like to leave the house, is. so I don't either. All right. All right. Bye. It's good talking to you. Uh, hopefully, we'll do this again with the next three episodes. Word. Awesome. Bye. Bye. There you are, folks. I hope you had a good time with it because I know that Harold and I did. We had a really good time and hopefully we can get him back on for the, the, the two upcoming episodes. I'm planning two more episodes about what if because I am told there are nine episodes in this season. So I did this one talking about episodes one through three. I want to do a second one talking about episodes four through six and a third one in which we talk about episodes seven through nine, and hopefully we can get Harold back for both of those because I know that I had a good time and I know he had a good time because he told me so and I don't think he would lie. As a reminder, before I let you all go, the book of the month, our first one ever for the month of September is Paper Girls Volume 1 from Brian K. Vaughn. The plan is to record this with some of my patrons from over on the Patreon. We're going to do that on September 12, the big one too. And Frankly, that's another reason why y'all might want to join my Patreon for as little as a dollar a month. May I add, I'm not asking for a lot. I have two tiers, a dollar a month, two dollars a month. You, of course, can choose however much you want to do a month. You can do a dollar. You can do two dollars. You can do ten dollars. You can do a hundred dollars. Regardless, you're going to get the same reward. And one of those rewards that I want to try to start doing is including the patrons more in the show. And and once a month or so, I'd like to bring them on board, put them on an episode, talk about stuff. And we're going to try that first with Paper Girls Volume 1 by Brian K. Vaughn. If you want to join my Patreon, it's patreon.com slash Stephen R. The link will be in the show notes. So all you got to do there is just clickety clickety and you can get on over there. That's it. That's all I got, folks. I'll talk to you next week. But until then, my name is Stephen and I'm just another fanboy. Be nice to each other. Bye bye, Daddy. Bye bye, Daddy. Good job. Here, hold on.
Oh, that's the what good are you stuff. drinking? Oh, Mountain Dew. Diet Mountain Dew. You know what? Diet Mountain Dew is not bad. It's not bad. I'm going to tell you a little story, and it makes my, my youngest uh, try to... Well, she thinks it's gross. I think it's funny. I had a uh, can of an open can of Diet Mountain Dew in our minivan that had been sitting in the minivan for a day or two. And <laughs> I'm driving along and I get one. Of, you ever get one of those things where you get like something stuck in the back of your throat? And you if, if you're either going to you either need to drink something to flush it down or you're going to throw up. You ever, you ever get like that? You ever get that? I, I haven't really. Well, I, you've I, never I'm, lived. I'm, I'm weird, though. Most people do. You, you've never truly lived then. So the only thing I had in this van was this open can of Diet Mountain Dew that had been sitting there for a couple of days. Oh, oh. and I picked up the can. This was not I had just gotten in the van, too. So it had not cooled down in the van at all. And this, the can was really hot, like very oh. hot to the touch. And I took so a drink. It was just lukewarm and flat. It was probably It, it wasn't lukewarm. It was hot. Oh, that doesn't sound And good. you know what? It was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty good. It's like, ooh, hot tight <laughs> Mountain Dew. That's actually something. not, that's a, that's a refreshing winter's drink. Maybe you need to wait. Do you ever watch this? Do you watch the Simpsons? I haven't watched new episodes recently. Okay. It's like the flaming Homer. Yeah. It's the flaming Steven. You know what I hate about this whole microphone setup of mine? You have to look up. Well, it's like half of my, this eye is behind the microphone. So I got to do this to, to fully see the screen. Dude, I'd even get a crappy cheap microphone. I like my microphone. It looks nice. was dumb enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at betmgm sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet when you register with betmgm you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features live betting options and the best daily promotions in the business and with betmgm at your fingertips every play and every game matters more than ever place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park 